From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplug Roundtable Discussion for the week of September 21st, 2011. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Walter Eccles, Kathy Worling, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi, Therese Eccles, back in the peanut gallery, and I have no idea where Max went. Um, he had to go get Stella Grace. Yeah. Those are two people you know. Stella Grace. Stella Grace. Stella <laughs> Grace. Uh, in this segment, we are going to talk about, uh, this is the final segment for our Adventures by Disney, City of Nights and Lights with Disneyland Paris add-on. Exclusive. Exclusive trip. Special. Special. We've been recording a long time. Yeah, yeah we're, we're exhausted at the moment. Um, and uh, we even, you know, recorded a second day just to cover this trip, and we're, like, all, like, delirious at this point. So, um, so yes, we leave Paris. And we head to Disneyland Paris, which was about, how long? Uh, it was about an hour? It was, seemed very short. About 40 minutes. I, yeah, it felt about 40, 45 minutes. They were minutes. telling us it was going to be longer. Um, I just like kind of nodded off on the bus. And no, that's not true. You didn't nod off. I was sitting behind you. Was he snoring? You were sound asleep. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. I fell asleep on the bus. Can we real quick? I know we want to try to get through this a little bit quickly. Can we talk about what Kevin did for our group? Uh, as we left Paris. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I had read about a. Uh, actually, I was watching Craig Ferguson. He did a whole week in Paris. Craig Ferguson might be the most annoying man on television. Oh, I love Craig Ferguson. Well, this was the most annoying week of shows. But I wanted to see Paris because it was before our trip. And he talked about this um, thing that's going on. And there's a bridge right near the Louvre called Pont des Art. And it's a footbridge. It's been around for a long time, and it's become a custom. The top of the bridge has a handrailing, but underneath it, it the, underneath the handrailing is kind of chain link. And he talked about the fact that people have been putting padlocks, they call them love locks, on this chain link. And he talked about the fact that his boss at whatever TV station he works for served in the war in Paris and met his wife in Paris, and he went and found his love lock from 1941. That you oh, write so your they name. never take them off? No. Oh, I thought they would at some point. No. Wow. So there's the, some there from 1941. Wow. You wow. write your name, you write a little message, yeah, you maybe write the, the date. Well, what happened was I thought, well, it, it means you're either going to be in love forever or you're, it ensures your love affair with the city of Paris and your return. And you write your name or whatever you want on the lock and then you throw your keys into the Seine. Mm. So John and I talked about it and went to 11 different publics to get the right kind of padlocks because every publics had three. <laughs> All publics in the Orlando area are now out of master lock gold locks. Yeah, you've got nice locks. <laughs> they're, mar- they're marketing guys talking about, we've had a run on padlocks. <laughs> Order more. <laughs> Order more. Hundreds of them. So everybody got a padlock. A couple's got a padlock. And if you were traveling individually, you got a padlock. And on our last day, on our way out of Paris, the guides had talked to the bus driver, and the bus driver pulled up right in front of the bridge, and we all got out. And we were there, what, 10 minutes, and everybody had written their name on their padlock when Sharpie, and people locked their lock to the bridge and threw their locks. Hmm. It was a fantastic Through their keys. It, it was. was. Yeah. It was awesome. It was cute, yeah. 
And that's Everybody what, had a different reason for doing it. So. And then I fell asleep. <laughs> and I was sitting right behind you and I nodded off as just, I just want to say it was kind of more. Was I snoring? <laughs> oh, you were. As a matter of fact, Landon came back to ask you something and said, Pete, 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 and then looked at me and said, never mind, and walked away. Yeah. Oh, I mean, look, I was exhausted. It was, uh, you know, the trip, this was not a, a trip of the faint of heart. There was a lot of walking. And also, it was a very comfortable bus. It was, we it was a luxury bus, I mean, so it was fine. And we had enough room that people had a chance to spread out to a seat of their own if they mm-hmm. wanted. And when I woke up, we were pulling into Disneyland Paris. Mm. And, uh, you know, very excited, you know, finally getting to see Disneyland Paris. And, of course, we're staying at the Disneyland Hotel. And we, uh, we were warned prior to arrival uh, about... The smell inside this hotel. Um, this goes along with the theme of each hotel having its own scent. Right. Um, to a where, where the uh, Chancery Court and the Hilton Arc de Triumph may have been a two, the Disneyland Hotel was dialed up to 11. And it was baby powder. Ooh. Now, you walk into the lobby of this hotel and... Almost immediately, your eyes start to water. The back of your throat starts to burn. It was less a signature fragrance than it was a chemical assault. Mm. It, your, your sinus is seized up for the rest of the day. I, I was crying when we were checking in. Oh, so now, before we even get there, the guys even said, now your rooms are not going to smell like the lobby. So you know it's got to be bad because yeah. they warn you. And when I tell you I could not for the life, it must be. They do not want people to assemble in the lobby because never thought of that. Yeah, be, I, you know, the joke I was making was that uh, Saddam Hussein wasn't working on weapons of mass destruction. He was working on chemical weapons, and this was one of them. So we were referring to the smell as Oda Saddam. It was. It stayed on your clothes too. When we oh, came wow. home, I opened a suitcase, and our clothes smelled like raunchy baby powder. It was absolutely overpowering. Vile. How strong it was! Had it been low, had it been lesser, had it just been a an undertone, it would have been lovely. Yeah. But it wasn't, and the the lobby was something you held your breath and ran through. That's how bad it was. Yeah. I was surprised at the. the I didn't think the lobby was as grand no. as I think Disney World hotel lobbies are. Correct, I agree. And uh, the the comparison that could be made between the Disneyland Hotel in Paris. Uh, and Disney and Disney hotels here would be the Grand Floridian. Um, again, not with the uh, certainly not with the you know the, the lobby, but the rooms were very nice. They were large. They were fairly well appointed. I found the beds to be painfully average. They were gaslit. Is the the rooms? There was no light. In there the was rooms. nothing oh, bright. Oh, oh. Every light bulb was like ten watts or something. There was something. like a twenty five watt bulb. I, I was everything I did was with my. With my flashlight on my iPhone. The Again, I agree. I think the beds of the whole trip, the beds at the Disneyland Hotel, were the worst of all of them. They were okay. Yeah, this was an okay room. And then you discover what the cost of these rooms are. The nights that we were there, we were in standard rooms. Those rooms were going for about 800 euro a night. Now, I was wow. told which, that we were upgraded. Yeah, I think we were upgraded because we had quote-unquote park views. 
Okay, I had a view of a tree. Exactly. So did we. We, we, did we, had, we had bushes, but we still were facing the park. Yeah. Well, all right, but standard room is 800 euro, which means that, uh, in, uh, but the exchange rate was $1,200 a night. And that was for a standard room. Um, and as our friend Matt from Australia pointed out, for $1,200 a night, I could have a lovely room at the Four Seasons in Paris and take the damn train mm-hmm. in here. Um, and uh, under no circumstances was this room worth $1,200 a night. It just wasn't. Um, but uh, it actually, uh, you know, when you think about it, you know, because we weren't paying $1,200 a night uh, extra extra onto, the trip. onto our trip for it. Uh, I think the the actual I think the add on for everything was about two thousand dollars. Yeah, it sounds about right. Um, so uh, right there, this became a good deal. Um, fortunately, we didn't spend too much time in the hotel. We were taken uh, outside the hotel first to meet one of the Disneyland ambassadors, which was a big deal because there's only eight of them. Yeah, and uh, they had a Disneyland ambassador there to meet us. And I thought this was huge. This was huge. This was huge. You never get one-on-one time with an ambassador. And he was, we're happy you're here. This really, was it was wonderful. It was really we had an ambassador out in California. Did you really? Yeah. When we were standing down in the lobby. Yeah, you're right. That yeah, one yeah, night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. We each got an a ambassador program pen. Which, yeah. Oh. Which was really cool. Um, and then they walked us through. First, we took a, a group picture in front of the Disneyland Hotel, which was nice. And then they walked us through downtown Disney to the restaurant, Cafe Mickey, I think it was, uh, where we were going to have our lunch. Now, you immediately begin to see, as you're walking through downtown Disney, you immediately begin to sense that uh, there are other decision makers making judgment calls about things other than what we're used to out here. In my opinion, downtown Disney looks like the magic mall in Pine Hills. It really was very... The uh, concrete had craters in it. Yeah, it was run down. Um, It it just, it didn't look, it didn't look Disney at all. Hmm. It didn't look Disney. It looked cheap. It looked cheap. We walked in the, I walked in the world of Disney and up overhead there was a uh, wood, I don't know what it was, it looked like wood carving. Of the Fab Five, it looked like. Do you remember when they had that fake Chinese Disneyland? Remember? Yes, that? yes, yes. yeah. That yeah. Was, it looked like that. It looked like John and I had carved this. <laughs> yeah, it, they took us into uh, Cafe Mickey, and we had a. Before you say something, from the outside, did you not think we were going to have chicken fingers yes, and burgers? Yes, it didn't look did, like. Yes. Yeah, this looked like a fast foody okay. kind of. It was catered. It was not the normal well, menu. They took us in, and they had a special area for us. We were, you know, outside the regular restaurant, and you know, it was very nice. And they served us an amazing, amazing lunch. I mean, it was like four courses. Mm. Um, we had fillet. We had huge fillets. So I'm they going were out on really the limb. Big. The best meal I've ever experienced in a theme park. It was up there. I'm talking, and next we've been to, to, to Bistro, Bistro and the, all the restaurants. You've heard the reviews I've done. This was the best theme park food I've ever had any in any and theme now, park. Now, this, 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 is, this is not the normal menu for that restaurant. This was done especially for us. Yes. Um, we had characters coming in. We had um, an odd we had, characters. We had uh, an Imagineer. No, he was wow. very interesting. Who yes. uh, you know sat at different 
parts of each table and talk to everybody. Everybody got FaceTime with the Imagineer. His name was Laurent. Laurent. And Very he was absolutely charming. He was. He was. And so, I mean, we were over the... We, I mean, this was the kickoff, and we were over the moon. The characters that came through were Rabbit from Winnie the Pooh. Geppetto. Geppetto. And Mr. Smee. Smee. <laughs> Mickey, Mickey, Mickey did, did a drive-by. Drive Mickey did a presidential drive-by. There were two <laughs> rows of tables, and all the characters went from table to table and took pictures, except for Mickey. Mickey walked down the center aisle, waved at everybody, turned around, and left. Yeah, it was really <laughs> weird. That's weird. But it was, I mean, we everybody was like raving about yeah. this lunch. That's how good it was. It mm. was absolutely spectacular. I have one problem with our day. The park was only open until I, I've spoken to Adam and Landon and Fred about this. The park was only open until seven o'clock that night. Right. This was a two and a half hour lunch right. in the middle Ooh. of the day. And I've suggested that if the park is closing at seven o'clock, this meal should have been held at seven thirty. Yeah. And exactly. But what I went into this with is because this was the first time ever they were doing it. I gave them a very wide berth. In terms of, you know, there was only some things may look good on paper that in execution you wish you had done differently. That's, I, I didn't complain. Right. I just, right. That was my suggestion. And, and, and Fred agreed. Fred agreed with you. So I'm thinking the next, the next trip will be a little bit different. Um, so uh, we go from there and we go into Hollywood Studios, which uh, apparently the part of Hollywood the studios is based on must be the ghetto. Because... Hmm. This park looked so thrown together. There was a lot um, of chain link. The the joke that I was telling was that they disassemble the park at night and reassemble it in the morning. Um, it just looked so thrown together. It's huh. like we had some spare change. Let's open a theme park. Um, the one thing that everybody tells you that if you're going to Disneyland Paris and you're going to the studios, you cannot miss... It is the centerpiece of the studios. It was closed for refurbishment. Cinemagique. Cinemagique. Yeah. And that was closed while we were there. And yeah, we didn't, I didn't get a, you know, we, we did Tower of Terror, which is a little bit different than ours, but not much. Uh, it was still fun. Um, and they took us in to uh, uh, see uh, the, the stunt show, the action, uh, the Lights we, Motor. It's out here, it's Lights Motor's action. Uh, out there, it's... Uh, it's Lights <laughs> Can I just back up for a minute? Before we went into Lights Motors Action, we received our guides. Wasn't that the, the right. series of events? Okay. We had everybody... They gave us four VIP tour guides for our group. Right. You know wow. the Plaid Vest VIP yeah, tour guides? Yeah. Yes. Four of them for 28 people. Yes. So on your way to this Lights Motors Action thing, you were given this tour guide who would... Backdoor you into rides, would oh. help get you through lines and stuff. It was incredible. Yeah. We didn't go do the Tower of Terror. We went to see the lamest amusement park ride I've ever been on. It's uh, Armageddon. And it's all about the special effects in Armageddon. And it was very funny because they had the man talking in it and then had dubbed him into French, but then had the English subtitles. And I won't go through the whole thing. But instead of saying... Um, the idea was Bruce Willis, eat your heart out. These folks are so good. And the literal translation came up on the screen that said, Bruce Willis will eat your heart out. <laughs> and the only two people in the entire place that were laughing were John and I. <laughs> um, they took us in to see Lights, Motors, Action. 
Um, and I realize they call it something different. I just don't remember what it is right now. So deal with it. Don't send me an email. Um, <laughs> That's where actions that, that was their gift to us. So was it? Have was I think it it we better? should send them send it to them back. <laughs> it was you know it. It's the same show. It's particularly uninteresting to me. Um, we were able to go uh, and uh, you know you take pictures with some of the stuntmen, the cars, the cars. Yeah. They took us backstage to see the garage, which all of about four people were interested in because we were all like, we want to get into the park. Yeah. And I had said to them in planning this, we don't want any backstage stuff. We want time in the park. And the tour and, of the garage was like going to Tire Kingdom. Yeah, it was not particularly okay. spectacular. Let me just say, let me say one thing, though. We got it. Uh, they did pictures with the drivers, and you get to talk to the drivers and pictures with the cars. They let anybody who wanted to sit in the car. Oh, that's neat. And Heather got a chance that to sit cool, in the car. That was cool. The decided. car that was not there was Lightning McQueen. He was in the show. Everybody but, wanted to okay. have their picture taken yeah. with Lightning McQueen, and that was not possible. Yeah. So this was kind of a lame backstage. And, it, but, you know, I appreciate the. Uh, idea and what they were trying to what they were trying to accomplish again this is the first time they're doing it so you know it's it's uh considering the overall scope of this experience and how much they got right at disneyland paris there is no complaint to be made but Um, again the itch is to get in the park and get on your own exactly exactly um so after that we were free to you know kind of do what we wanted and uh, we st- we decided to stay in, even though we had park hoppers, we decided to stay in Hollywood Studios and walk around and tried to do Crush's Coaster, but it had been closed because um, apparently that's like the big ride there. It was like mm. Crush's Coaster. They also have uh, Rock and Roller Coaster out there. Rides don't stay open all day. Some of them, like if they open up for the extra magic hour, then they close it an hour early before the park closed. I mean, yeah, it was, it was kind odd. of odd. It was kind yeah. of odd like that. Several things were closed in before it, the park closed. In addition closed. to getting a park hopper, in addition to having the tour guide, they also gave us VIP fast passes. The problem was we were there in the middle of the week. There were things that were not open. Uh, the pin trading cart is open on Saturday and Sunday. Okay. Yeah, mm. it was a the, little... It's very different. It's the very fast different pass here. lines for some attractions are only open on the weekends. So you had a VIP fast pass. What you eventually learned was you had to walk up and show it to the regular cast member. And then it was embarrassing because they made everybody else move. But oh. I still think it was. A, I yeah. think it was a fantastic yeah. perk. It was, but it was just different. Walter, what did we do for dinner that day? I know that we ended up. We did go over to Planet Hollywood later on, but we'd eaten earlier. Did you not eat at the the saloon? Were you one of the ones? One of the no, we didn't go to the saloon. saloon. Was that wasn't the night we had that expensive? Uh... No, that was uh, that was that was. Um... Oh, you went to that buffet. Oh, that was the dinner buffet. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Let me tell this story. Oh God! In the re- in the hotel. They had a, a restaurant that was offering. There were actually only two restaurants. A character. In our hotel. It was a character meal. It was a buffet, and we went, and we got in, and uh, you know they sat us down, and you know we went and looked at the buffet, and there was some nice stuff on there. It was okay. It wasn't great. Some things were good. Some things weren't. It was, you know, pretty typical Disney buffet fare. Until I got the check. In U.S. dollars, this was $73 a person. <gasps> we should have checked before we sat down. And when I tell you that that is 
the single biggest Disney ripoff in the history of Disney ripoffs, it, and that's saying something. It wasn't like prime rib or lobster or shrimp. They or, did have shrimp, and I think they well they had they had roast some beef. shrimp and roast beef and but still stuff like that. regular carving stuff. Yeah. And trust me, for the, for what I paid for that meal, Walter and I could have had a, a phenomenal meal at Yachtsman Steakhouse. Yes. Oh yeah, and there is no buffet with maybe the exception of uh, Harrods at the Georgian the Georgian dining room um that could or brunch at palo or brunch at palo that was really yeah um yeah. and it was i i mean i was i was just mortified at the price and i don't normally flinch when i open up a restaurant bill and walter was like what's wrong what's yeah. wrong because <laughs> i i had just had this look on my face when i'm doing the math in my head and i'm like oh my god this is a 73 dollar dinner john and i ordered room service no, we ate at that little bar that night. Remember, we had those snacks at the. Yeah, you were out in the. Cafe. You were out in the the bar oh, having snacks. Right. Oh, I just want to say too, the other restaurant in the, in this hotel is their California Grill. Okay. And we went up, and it was fairly early. I think it was like six o'clock. It was very it was early. Even earlier than that, it was like five o'clock. We went to the. Podium. And it was one table full. One table. And we said we'd like to get a table. Oh no, we're all booked for the evening. <laughs> You're completely empty. <laughs> I will eat fast. No, sir. It's, yeah. it's all booked up. It was just, I didn't understand that at all. And we had eaten fairly early as well. And um, I got it in my head. Well, we had to go. We had bought some stuff at one of the stores in downtown Disney that we had to go back and pick up. And uh, Matt, Walter, and I decided uh, I just wanted to see. As I posted on Facebook, uh, if the consistency of crap is the same on two continents, <laughs> um, and I so we stopped in Planet Hollywood um, to have have some have some food and, and see. And in fact, yes, the consistency of crap is the same on two continents. I was willing just to guess, <laughs> but no, we had to do some research. <laughs> research was well, it the same <laughs> Planet Hollywood menu? Was it the same? Pretty much, except it was just. Our planet Hollywood is actually uh, nicer. I was just going to say, you know Ooh. how you see that big round yeah. ball? This, again, looks like John and I made the big round ball. <laughs> it looked like a bunch of kids got together and built a clubhouse. And, like, you know, like, it was horrible looking. It Why was do you horrible. think it's like that? Um, well, we're going to get to that. Okay. We're going to get to that. Um, so, you know, really and truly at this point, happy to be in Disneyland Paris a little underwhelmed with the park, a little underwhelmed with downtown Disney. Now, once the park let out, downtown Disney was packed. You yeah, could downtown Disney was empty while the move. parks were open. But, yeah, once the park closed, huh. it was a oh, madhouse. Oh, dear God, you couldn't walk. Now, I have just have to interject. Everybody was very excited about being at Disneyland Paris. I kept saying to John, do you think anyone will notice if we take the train back to Paris? <laughs> I was just, I was disappointed that it closed so early that night. Because, I mean, you think, okay, <laughs> it's off you're season. so excited to get there. And but it's off season. I mean, they can't yeah. keep no, the park open Off season means so. off season. I understand yeah. they can't control the hours. I think that What's was considered off season? It's, it's it was kids as, were back in school. Yeah. End of oh, the so summer. End of the summer. Yeah. Any month with a vowel in it. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, you know, I was still happy to be there, still excited. Like I said, not overwhelmed with what I'd seen so far. But I wasn't going to make any judgment calls until I got into the actual Disneyland Park, which was our next day. And it was an early morning. We got into the park fairly early mm -hmm. and went to Walt's, 
to have breakfast, which is a restaurant they have on Main Street. Now, first of all, the minute you walk in to the Disneyland Park in Paris, you very quickly realize you're someplace special. Uh, detail and theming taken to a level, a level, and I will get emails for this, I'm sure, but detail and theming taken to a level not seen on any theme park in North America. Hmm. I thought it was the most beautiful park I'd ever been really? It is yeah. absolutely gorgeous. I was blown away by how beautiful this park is. The detail, is. the landscaping, it was just it was Having incredible. breakfast in Waltz, which was a nice breakfast, but Waltz looks very similar to Club 33. Yes. Okay. And it's got that feel with every room. Every room is kind of themed around a different land. Now, we did something before we had breakfast. Oh, yes, we did. Go ahead and talk about that. We walked up to the castle. Pretty much the, the park is our own. It is an early uh, mor- early magic morning, but we were still in a few minutes before the day guests. You have the park to yourself. Walking up to the castle. The castle is, I, I'm gonna, people are going to be very mad, the most beautiful castle out of all the oh, ones I've ever seen. Oh, hands down. Now, Huge. The, the pictures I've in, seen, it looks awesome. Incredible. The castle yeah. in Disneyland Paris is much more fanciful than the castle in California or Florida. Mm-hmm. And it was explained to me that because Europe is kind of littered with real castles, yeah. they went for whimsy and fairy oh, okay. tale prettiness as opposed to someone looking like there. something someone yeah. could live in. Okay. It's much more spindly. It's much more fanciful. It's up on a rock bluff, kind of. It, it, it's just it's more fanciful, and we, I guess. We were going up for our picture in front of the castle with nobody in the park and we had surprise guests mickey and minnie mm-hmm. came to take pictures with everybody oh, in our and house. we were actually on we got on the the grassy hill uh i'm so glad you didn't word the word Noel. yeah <laughs> i was just about to say the grassy hill in front of the castle which is where we stood we each had, uh, every family had their picture taken with Mickey and Minnie. And, of course, we had our group shot wow. taken with Mickey and Minnie, which was really special. And they had the professional Disney photographer yeah. out there with the lights. Very nice. And, I mean, you wow. know, as people were coming into the park, they're looking like, okay, who are these people? Yeah, we got roped off. And people were, like, standing in line to get their pictures taken. And they had to go and explain to them, no, this isn't for you. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, then we went to Waltz for breakfast, uh, and after Waltz, uh, we were free to either go off on our own, or again, these four VIP guys were available for us. They actually Until had the lunch. fifth person that day. We had a fifth VIP. Did guy. we? Yes. They brought there was a girl that one. was there. Wow. Girl. Yeah. And we had them for a half a day, uh, up until lunch, and we went with a guide this time because the day before we decided to go on our own, and. Uh, we went with the we went with the guide this time, and we got I mean just taken around the park, having everything explained to us. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I I the last time I felt like this in a Disney theme park was the first time I'd stepped foot in one. I think that was what was so much fun. I was a tourist in a Disney theme park, exactly, as opposed to. This is my 300th time. And every square inch of this park was so meticulously kept and themed. 
And every, I mean, it was Disney Imagineering at its absolute finest. Hmm. I have to share share something somebody told me I thought was so fascinating. Our guide told it to us. Fantasyland, part of it is themed for the United Kingdom, part of it is themed German, and part of it is themed Italian. And that's to appeal to the European market. And he said, are you familiar with Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs? I said, yes. He said, are you familiar with Sleeping Beauty? I said, yes. He said, well, Sleeping Beauty is a French version of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Snow White is German. Sleeping Beauty, it's the same fairy tale. Huh. A sleeping princess is awakened by a kiss. He said, if you go back to the original French fairy tale of Sleeping Beauty, we know Flora, Fauna, and Meriwether. In the original French fairy tale, Sleeping Beauty has seven fairy godmothers. The German version, he said, but the German version is much darker. So one part of it is themed, and there's a Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs diorama, but it's not even a diorama. It's more of a really imagineered area. But it's tucked in the back of a shop, and you have to look for it. He huh. said that appeals to the German tourist. It's a darker yeah. version so it's of this the level tale. of imagination. Yeah, yeah. That down wow. to the trees. Now, and again, when you go into their version of Tomorrowland, which is Discoveryland, it is that Jules Verne, uh, that whole Jules Verne yeah. feel. The the colors are darker and richer and, in and richer, and the outside of Space Mountain is so beautifully themed, huh. um, with this you know this very uh, like I said very Jules Verne looking motif, and you walk through it and you're like oh my god it's incredible, and the attractions are different. Their Space Mountain is different than ours. Their Buzz Lightyear is different than ours. Their haunted mansion is very different than ours. They're themed good. much more adult. They are. They're they're okay. much edgier. They're not as uh, they're not as kid friendly. Know, kid friendly as ours are. Uh, Pirates is very different. Um, Peter Pan is very different out there. We got to go on Peter Pan. I was like, oh my god, this is that was a good ride. I wrote it's a small world, and it's it's a small world is much is different. different. Yes. Huh. And, you got, and you're walking around with these guides who are backdooring you on rides, who are parting the crowds for you. I'm telling you, I can't go to a theme park. I think park. our guide had a taser. <laughs> I, I can't go any other way. It and was incredible. I felt like royalty. In the, first four, in, the, in, the, in the first four hours of being in this park, there were two things that I knew. Number one, this was the best Disney theme park I'd ever been in. Hmm. Number two, I was going back. I won a week at Disneyland Paris. Walter can come if he wants, but <laughs> I'm going because I wanted just I, 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 if I if I never step foot in Hollywood Studios, if I never step foot in downtown Disney, it doesn't matter. It would be worth it. I would just agree to with be two. in just to be in that park and to dig into that park. And OK, you know how on Main Street. All the, you know, on our main street, you know, all the stores kind of connect. You can mm-hmm. walk through the stores. Well, they have arcades on either side. These covered arcades with gas lamps. It's basically a, a walkway or a covered promenade that goes behind the stores so that if you want to get out during a parade, you can just head down these side wow. Also, okay. because it rains a lot more in Paris, right. this right. is a way to get through the, uh, Main Street without having to walk huh. out However, in the rain. it's not just this weird thing that you walk through. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Mm. It's and little... Little, a little, little cafes and oh, little ent- and entrances, these beautiful entrances into the stores. Cobblestone walkways. I mean, it's incredible. Absolutely incredible. However, 
However, then you walk into a bathroom. <laughs> yeah. So let me so let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Apparently, when the French take a crap, they must be hovering about two or three feet above the bowl, and their aim isn't good. Mm. Every bathroom I went into had a stall that had crap smeared on the seat. So either the French play with their own crap, play with someone else's crap, or they have really bad aim. I don't know which. But there was one bathroom I went into, literally there was urine all over the floor. Wow. And I was disgusted. There were bathrooms I walked into and within 10 seconds said, you know what? I, I don't want the soles of my shoes touching this. Mm. The one we had uh, for the uh, welcome dinner, I mean welcome lunch, that bathroom... Vile. And not only, not only dirty, but things didn't work. And you're in Disney World. You think everything's yeah. going to be pristine? I mean, the faucets, faucets that are loose. Smaller than they should have been also for that level of people. This is just, I have a picture here. This oh, I is thought one, you were going to show a picture of the bathroom. No, this is one of the details of the floor in the arcade. Oh, wow. That's all individual mosaic Mosaic tile. tiling. So, yeah, so for as grand as the other areas are, it, it, it's a weird Now, normally, normally if... I was in Disneyland or I was in Disney World and I was experiencing bathrooms like that, I would uh, probably not go back. Uh, I would think, okay, this is a dirty place. Um, Obviously, there's something happening on the janitorial staff. But it's not evident anywhere else in the park Hmm. because the rest of the park is immaculate. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is it's very different is that um, while they do have designated smoking areas at Disneyland Paris, the French, the, fr- the French law states that you cannot restrict smoking outside. You can restrict it indoors, okay. but you cannot restrict it outside. So you can say, so Disneyland Paris can set up their smoking areas, but they can't enforce it. Hmm. So that's why, literally, in lines, if the line is outside, people are smoking. Oh, wow. People oh, are walking yeah. through the park smoking. I didn't find that offensive, though. Yeah. It seemed that people were... Fairly courteous about fairly it. Fairly courteous yeah. about it. And going back to what you said, I think it's absolutely beautiful. I think it might be the most beautiful castle I've ever seen. But I don't know that it's any more beautiful than Disneyland or Disney World. Oh, I would I, think I would so. rank it up there with it. It's different. And I think I enjoyed it so much because it was new to me. Well, I'm looking at it from the standpoint of the consistency of the theming throughout the park and every land and, how, and the level of detail that they went to. And there's a reason that it's so good. Um, the park cost, I believe it was $4 billion to build that park. Um, when you consider Animal Kingdom, I think, came in at just under a billion or a little over a billion. Um, and that was in 1997 or 1998. Uh, whereas Disneyland Paris opened in ninety one, this was this year. No, ninety two. Next year is their next tw- yep. twentieth anniversary. It's the twentieth anniversary. Um, Did you hear that all of the trees in front of um, Sleeping Beauty Castle are coming out? They were coming out the weekend after we were there. They had grown too big, and they were the wrong uh, proportion. Re- the wrong proportion to the castle. One of the trees had been changed out. They've for twenty or ten years now. They're little square trees reminiscent of the actual Sleeping Beauty film, but they're all being dug out to be placed in other parts in the park. 
but they have smaller ones all ready to go in mm-hmm. that they've been working on for 10 Attention years. Attention to detail that they do at this park. It's beautiful. Uh, lunch was at the Blue Bayou restaurant. It was optional. We did not go. but Yeah, we, we did go. That was when we went back <laughs> and ordered room service at the hotel. Right. Okay, so was that Blue Bayou any better than much, Disneyland? Much, much, much okay. better. But it's also, I don't think it's as, um, uh, they're not going for, you know, a, a quote-unquote fine dining experience at that Blue Bayou, but uh, it's beautiful. Blue Lagoon. And Blue Lagoon, correct. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. It was Blue Lagoon. And when I rode Pirates past it, it was much more lit. Than our correct okay. Blue Bayou, correct. so I mean than the one Disneyland. So we didn't go, but everybody thought the food was very good. Food was the excellent. Food was the food was excellent. Um, Room service food was good too, by the way. Was it? Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, you know we then you know after lunch we kind of went back and we didn't have our guides anymore, but uh, we did some stuff around. But they knew that we wanted to see the parade. So they arranged a special VIP area for us. This was oh. not planned. This is the guides did this on their own. Arranged a special VIP area right where all the floats come out of the parade, which was spectacular. Yeah. Um, got to spend some more time walking around the park after the parade. And then it was time for our farewell dinner. Well, the champagne reception in the castle. Well, well, yeah, that's, I'm, that's yeah. all part of it. Um, it started at 7 o'clock, which was the time that the park closed. So uh, there is a second story, a balcony story, inside and out of the castle um, that you can go up to, and it's got different stained glass, you know, t- telling the story of uh, um, Sleeping, Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. You know when Mac Disney Hats. movies opens? You know when mm-hmm. a Disney movie opens and they have the big books? Yeah. They have those throughout the castle. and as On you the second walk, story. Right. Okay. As you walk through... The story progresses in the books as well as the oh, stained absolutely. glass. It's, it's yeah. absolutely gorgeous. It's well, that was where our champagne reception was held. Um, so we go up there, and there's all the champagne is out, and mm. um, then you can go outside onto the balcony that overlooks Fantasyland. Um, as people are leaving, as the people park. are leaving, oh, wow! Um, and the sun is setting. It's yeah, um, it's pretty spectacular. It was pretty spectacular. Mickey and Minnie came up again there in their formal wear and took pictures with everybody. And uh, we were up there for about an hour. And then we were walked back to, and I can't remember the name. It's normally Colonel a Colonel count- Hotties. Colonel Hotties, yeah. Now, before you go further, they came to me and they said, this is the exact opposite end of the park. And it's getting dark. And it's a long walk. We've provided transportation for you. I said, okay, great. My Disney Mafia man came up and whispered in my ear that I had transportation. And as we were standing there watching the sunset, a van pulled up behind Cinderella Castle. They told me I was going to get the van behind the castle, and I thought they meant I was going to go have to go backstage. backstage. No. Between the castle and the carousel, a van pulls up. Yeah. Think about being in the Magic Kingdom, and all of a sudden a car drives yeah. up to the castle. Yeah. So as we worked our way out, I got into the van, and the cast member was literally bouncing up and down on his seat. And I said, what's the matter? And he said, I am very, very excited. I said, why is that? He said, I am only the second person in history to be able to drive through the park. Wow. They didn't pick me up behind the castle and drive me backstage. They drove me through the park in a van. Wow. And I said, so this is, you're the second person to do this? He said, this has only ever been done for one other person. 
And I said, who was that? And he said, Mariah Carey. <laughs> so <laughs> they pulled up in front of the restaurant, and I got out of the van. And so John and I were there waiting for everybody to show up. It's okay. You guys show up. Um, yeah, we, we walked back. Now, uh, Colonel Hotties is uh, uh, normally a, a, a uh, a fast food location. It was actually originally planned to be the Tiki Room. Okay. So it's like a Tiki themed restaurant. Well, half of it was going to be the Tiki Room, and half of it was going to be the Adventurers Club. Okay, that's right. That's right. And they scrapped all that. So there's still one Tiki Bird up in the ceiling, and then the rest of it looks very much like a fast food version of the Adventurers Club. Right. Okay. But, of course, this was set up with tables and chairs and linens and candles and a beautiful buffet, um, amazing dinner, um, uh, and, uh, and, of course, the normal things that go on at the end of an Adventures by Disney trip, which is where we get to look at the pictures of everything that was taken yeah. uh, throughout, uh, throughout the trip. Um, we all get to share about you know what our favorite memory was. And then we get to walk through the park at night by ourselves. Now, granted, we were surrounded by cast members making sure we didn't go anyplace we weren't supposed to go. But walking through that park that night, getting a chance to take pictures of the castle, getting a chance to take all these night shots, and seeing that park lit at night was... It was magical. Yeah. It was absolutely magical. Yeah, those pictures that Mike put up, it's like, wow. It's an, ama- just... an amazing experience. Incredible from and start to finish. Start yeah. to finish. And what a great way to end it. Um, you know, we, uh, we left the next morning and, you know, I made it through the, the, welcome, the farewell dinner without getting emotional. I didn't survive the goodbye to Matt. Or the guides. Um, I got them out. I had to get in the car. I'm like, oh, I'm going to lose it. Um, I thought you did something very classy on this trip. Yeah. Usually what happens at the end of your adventure, you're sent a DVD with all your pictures on it. Or a code to get the Or a code to get them offline. Everybody was given a memory stick with all of the pictures on it. Not only the... the farewell dinner slideshow, every picture but every picture the guides yeah. took throughout the, and the 10 all days the, we were there. And the pictures the professional photographer yes. had right. taken of us. The photo in front pass of the, pictures. Wow. So, and it was on this great Adventures by Disney jump drive. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's not something done normally. That was done for us. That was, done, that was another special touch for us. But how nice. It was, you, you know, I'm, I'm telling you something. Um, it takes... It takes awesome professionals to be able to put together an add-on to a trip like this um, with Disneyland Paris, doing it the first time and getting it so right and sending everyone away feeling like it was worth every single dime you spent. This was was a pricey trip. I think you were going to say the same thing. I was going to say, this is also a tough crowd. And... I did not hear one complaint. I never heard a complaint. Nope. Anyone. Well, everyone was nope. blown away. Everyone was, everyone walked away feeling like, you know, we were treated, we were from the beginning of the trip in London, we were treated like royalty. We were treated like VIPs. Um, we had a, a, any nuance of any little thing that we wanted. Adam and Landon were all over, uh, as was Fred. Um, 
I and Jean Michel in Disneyland Paris and Jean Michel exactly he was the uh, uh, he was one of the executives at Disneyland Paris. They couldn't have been more attentive and to us. They really want. I was worried that Disneyland Paris was going to be kind of snotty and snooty, and it, they just bent over backwards for us. And what an amazing resort! What an amazing theme park! What I cannot wait to go back. I can't wait till next October to see that park. I have got to go back out there. Can I tell you a little secret I learned? What? You're going to be very excited about this. Next year is their 20th anniversary. They're very excited. They're doing a lot of uh, rehab for clean the bathrooms. They're going to clean the bathrooms, hopefully. They are going to be putting in, we learned this from our Disney Mafia guy, they're going to be putting in a miniature world of color around their oh. castle. And they're going to have a night show. Oh, wow. For the I have to tell you... Um, I wow. had this this man. They kept telling me he doesn't really have uh, a title. He has no job designation. They call him the park guy. And he's the person who makes things happen. And I was being driven around in his private car. When we leave Walt Disney World, there used to be orange groves. In Disneyland Paris, when you leave Disneyland Paris, that little enclave, you are in cornfields. It's all farmland. They're building their own version of celebration called Val Durup, and that's where cast members are going to be able to live, but it's going to be shopping and things like that. They want to recreate like a celebration kind of feel. Uh, absolutely. They were... Uh, I got to spend a lot of time with Jean-Michel, who apparently is higher up the food chain than some other folks, and they were thrilled... Not only, first of all, he knew about the podcast. The other thing is, it's starting to thunder and lightning really bad, and the yeah. lights just flicker. Yeah, we got to. Um, he also let us know that Disneyland Paris was very excited that we had pressed Adventures by Disney to do this. Disneyland Paris has really been kind of trying to get ABD to do this. Mm. They don't like the idea that they're just being dropped off. They like the idea of having the guides and being to show pe- being able to show people the best side of this park. And they did. Absolutely. They absolutely did. This was, like I said, without a doubt, really and truly, um, it was a highlight of my life. This trip was a highlight of my life. And I don't get melancholy. I was sad. I have post vacation blues. I, I didn't have time because Mac got Max yeah, got sick. I've talked that. to other people and one of the things was you guys have experienced this. When you travel with a group of people who have just had a like minded experience, you wake up in the morning and there's someone to talk to at breakfast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You the best parts of this trip were the experiences that were shared with other people. Exactly. Without a doubt. We would have enjoyed Disneyland Paris on our own. Disneyland Paris was taken to the nth level by the fact that we were there with all those other people who were of like mind. Exactly. And this is the first time I've come back from a trip and thought, there's no one to go to Publix with. I, I missed them all. I really Absolutely. did. I missed them all. That was such a great group to travel with. Um, you know, And we got especially close to a couple of them. Uh, this trip, and uh, that made it even harder uh, saying goodbye. Um, but I, I, I'm telling you, um, it's something I have to do again. Um, these are places I want to visit, not just with ABD, but on my own. Uh, I can tell you next year that I'm going to stay afterwards. Yeah, so am I. 
Oh, However, so am I. I'm going to stay in Disneyland. Right. Yes. And we're going to Paris. I'm going back and get an apartment You're in going Paris. back to Paris? Mm. I would have, if they had given me the opportunity on the last morning of Paris, do you want to go on or do you want to stay? My, my suitcase would have been off that bus in a heartbeat. And don't get me wrong, I loved it. Right, no, I, get, I, I understand. The entire time I kept thinking, you do realize we could be back in Paris. Yeah, I think my next trip out there is going to be like five weeks long. Jeez. You know, I have to do what they do. You know, vacation for five weeks. But um, it was an awesome trip. Our next one is scheduled for October 8th, 2012. Uh, we, will be ha- we will be releasing pricing shortly. If it's something that you are interested in, send an email to Kevin at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Get on the wait list for that. Thank you again to the 24 people who made this trip special and to you guys. And to you as well. It was wonderful. It was absolutely, it was absolutely fantastic. And not one person did Kermit hands. <laughs> <laughs> and that will do it for our coverage of our Adventures by Disney Cities of Nights and Lights tour. It's a great trip. We hope you enjoyed listening to it. We certainly enjoyed reliving it with you. And we will be back with you again next time with another episode of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening, and remember, stay out of the damn lakes.